beautiful souls and welcome to the Find Your Feminine podcast with your host Carly Jade. My purpose and mission for this life is to help women just like you reawaken their truth through the powers of hypnotherapy, subconscious reprogramming and tantric and neo-tantric embodiment practices. The wild feminine within us all is our greatest teacher and healer. She shows us our unapologetic truth. She embodies our pleasure and she magnetizes our manifestations and abundance into reality. This podcast is designed for you to create a deeper, deeper connection with your feminine through your mind, body, and soul, so you can create and design a life wilder than your wildest dreams. So without further ado, let's jump straight into today's juicy episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Find Your Feminine podcast. I am still in the hinterland, so... There is just all sorts of sounds. I'm here for another two weeks. I really can't do anything about it, so we're just going to embrace it. We're just going to be in the jungle together and really just feeling all the crickets outside. <laughs> so hopefully it's okay. Today we are talking about victim consciousness. And this is a juicy, juicy topic and something that I really feel that all of us transition through. Um, it's very similar, which I'll talk to to you about today, about the, like, the, the drama triangle. Uh, I'm sure maybe you've heard around something around that, but victim consciousness is something similar that plays into this um, idea as well. But before I start explaining like the ins and outs about trauma and victim consciousness, like first, I just wanted to remind you that you are not broken, like at all. You're not broken, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've seen, experienced, you're not broken. So just like how you came into this world as a little baby, feeling enough, feeling free from anxiety or depression, you came into this world feeling confident. That part of you is still, still within. I promise you what happens is those layers of our programs get put on us and then we forget this essence of ourselves that actually deep within our core, we are whole. So this is where this idea comes from, where you're not broken, but rather there is just limiting beliefs and programs that have been layered on top of your truth that is allowing or causing you to feel disembodied. So when I talk about these points today, I never want you to be like, oh my God, I'm fucked. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm broken. I need help. I mean, yes, reach out if you need help, of course, but deep, deep, deep within there's you. Because what what trauma and subconscious programming does is it applies layers upon layers upon layers upon who you really are, like what I said before. And then we get to a point in our life where you feel like you've lost yourself or something's missing. And yeah, this is it. This is the work. It's finding who you are within because that part of you is still there. She's waiting for you to find her. But we've, if we've got so much trauma that is laid on top of this, this truth of who we are, like an onion, uh, causing you to not see or feel or hear yourself, your truth, 
It might feel like when you start to uncover these parts of yourself, start to go through your own healing journey, it might feel like an awakening of sort. Because what this work is and what my work entails is it is a remembering. I am not reteaching you anything. It is a remembering, remembering (laughs) into who you really are. So trying to find your purpose, trying to find who you really are, the things that light you up. Maybe you're looking around your life and not satisfied with the life that you've created for yourself. Or maybe you blame your parents for making you this way, which is fair enough. Like how we are raised does have a huge, huge, huge effect and impact on how we live our lives as adults. But here is the thing. You can sit there all day blaming your parents for your trauma because it's much, so much easier to play the victim in our lives. I promise you. It's so much easier to play the victim in our lives rather than be the persecutor, of course, but nothing will ever change if you stay in that victim mentality and you'll still be where you are now or maybe even in a worse state from playing the victim in your life because something, because like playing out the victim is exhausting and not to mention it is very very ego-based it's not a not a thing that comes from our soul it's not a desire that comes from our soul from our spirit it's a thing that our ego makes us become or uh, reenact or be embody that 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 archetype because I mean there's so many reasons why we learn to be a victim but yeah like I said before it's much easier to be the victim and everyone come over to you and be like, oh my God, are you okay? Oh my God, how dare they do that to you? I feel so sorry for you then to be the persecutor. But I'm going to share some juicy things today because you create your reality. So I want you to stop blaming your parents because you're not going to get anywhere. I've tried it. I promise you. It doesn't really work. Um, but yeah, we do this. Why we stay in a victim state is because it keeps us safe. And it keeps us disconnected from our true power. And you're probably thinking, like, why would I want to be disconnected to my true power? That's not something that I really want to do. But there, like, I, I honestly think we have more of a fear of being successful rather than a fear of being a failure. Because to see and witness and honor our true power is fucking confronting to see our worth to know that we are worthy of and we are enough and we are beautiful and we are love and we are light to honor that and see that in ourselves it's probably really intense because most of us have grown up in environments societies homes uh, within families that uh, self-hatred and living in this state is like the norm right it's the way that we protect ourselves and Yeah, there's like, there's a high chance that if you are in this state of victim consciousness, you are playing out the victim triangle, also known as like the drama triangle, which I was speaking about before. And if you haven't heard of the victim triangle, like, let me explain a little bit. But the victim triangle is, you guessed it, a triangle. I'm not sure if you can hear my belly. I just had some tea and just not liking it. (laughs) The victim triangle is like there's three different points, obviously three points in a triangle and each point represents a different role. And I mean, if you're in a car, like don't do this, but if you've got uh, 
a pen and paper handy, check out your pen um, and your paper and just simply just write a triangle and then we can talk about the three points if that's available to you. If it's not, just use your beautiful imagination. But this practice will help you identify which role you play and we play in our relationships in order uh, to become self-sovereign. And if we, we are not self-sovereign, if we are playing out in this victim triangle, drama triangle. But before we heal ourselves from this state, we must become conscious of it. And I don't want you to blame yourself for feeling this way or doing this thing or being the victim or being the persecutor. It's not a bad thing. Quite often when we play out these roles, it was a survival mechanism based on your environment and, and the way that you were raised. So it's not wrong. And also remember that who we choose, who our soul chooses to be birthed in through and the family that we choose to be raised in, it's all divine. It's all perfect. So how can you say like, like even every part of my life now, I feel much better about like, I'm like, okay, cool. So yes, I had a traumatic childhood, but how is that so divine? It's divine because I went through what my, my clients have gone through and I have the the skills and the experience of helping them get through it because I experienced it myself. So just know that even the worst things that happen in our life are all divine. And obviously we go through some fucking traumatic things and I don't, for the life of me, I don't wish any pain or abuse onto anyone. But um, I really, why I'm sharing this is I want you to start to become conscious of the way that you speak and act um, to get you out of this state. So you can be that self-sovereign goddess that I know that you are. So let us start with this triangle. So I want you to draw an upside down triangle. It has three points and on each point you're going to write a word. Uh, first you write the, the rescuer. The second one, you'll write the persecutor. And the third one on the bottom, you'll write uh, the victim. So from the left, you've got the, the rescuer. The right, you've got the persecutor. And on the bottom, you've got the victim. Um, I don't think it really matters what, what order it is. But those are the three words. Rescuer, persecutor, victim. They're the three archetypes that we'll be like sort of channeling through today. And if you are living very much in your ego and don't feel safe within your body, there is a good chance that you're like you are going to be on the spectrum. You're probably going to be playing within this drama triangle. And like, if you are, the the powerful part is being like, oh my God, yep, I can see this in myself and I choose to delete. I choose to step out of it. It starts and ends with you. So I'm going to share information today. You can make the decision where you are sort of at. And sometimes where we are at, it'll change like our role, whether we go from victim, uh, rescuer or persecutor, it might change in the different relationships in our life as well. But it's all up to you based on how you literally want to live your life. But yeah, just know that if you no longer want to be a victim, you've made that choice to no longer be a victim. And if like it doesn't have to change in decades to come, like it can change today. So let's talk about like the three role types to help you recognize like which one you play out more. So number one, I'm going to talk about the victim. And as women, I believe it's easier for us to fall into the victim's trap of society. <laughs> well, as society has depicted us to be like weak or we often don't feel safe in speaking up or using our voice. And also Disney has not helped us at all. <sighs> 
as most of the fairy tales show a helpless woman that needs saving and can't save herself. Cue eye roll. Yes, I love all the the cartoons that are coming out now, but like the the ones that we had growing up, like fuck me, they're probably traumatic watching them. Anyway, society, like it's just... It's very easy to play the victim, like, oh, he did that to me, oh, blah, 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 blah. Um, and there's probably a part in our lives that, that did get us something, or we did feel safe playing the victim. But yeah, you want to bring awareness to where you're playing victim in other parts of your life as an adult, and if it's serving you. So if you often catch yourself, like, saying, like, or saying any of the following statements like it's clear that you're playing out the victim in the drama triangle so if you say things like why does this happen to me or poor me or I can't do anything about it it's beyond my control I have to live with it I feel helpless I need someone who can get me out of it if only others cared for me yeah Victors, victors, victims are always looking for a rescuer to save them. I'm like that whole damsel in distress. They believe that they are helpless and can't do anything to save themselves. And for this reason, they're constantly denying themselves any responsibility for the negative circumstances in their life. But to become self-sovereign is to acknowledge that the power to change your life is already in you. It doesn't come from an external source. Like it comes from you waking up and being like, right, enough's enough. I'm sure we've all been like so sad and be like, I just want someone to come save me. I've been there. But at the end of the day, who's the one that saves you? It's you. Always, 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 always. You make the decision, you make the call and you bring the unconscious to the conscious. So I'm going to share with you an example of how I was always playing at the victim state in my life. And when I brought it to the the surface, I was like, whoa. So I would do something wrong in the relationship, which would like hurt my partner and he would bring it up. But the pain of being blamed was like far too fucking way too painful. Uh, So in a matter of seconds, I got this down pat. I got really good at this. In a matter of seconds, I've switched from being the persecutor to being the victim So what happened was I would get in trouble or I did something wrong. It was me. I did the thing. He brought it up. Not in a negative way. Just be like, you did this and I felt bad about it. I would twist it and then make him feel bad and put me in the victim in a matter of seconds. And why I did this was like uh, to take the pressure off me from being the, 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 the persecutor to being the victim because this is a state that I felt really comfortable in and I became really skilled at this even as a child too like I was great at being a victim I was the baby of the family as well so like by 16 years so that's a lot so it was very easy for me to be like well was me or when like I need help um yeah and that was a survival mechanism for me because it was the only way that I got love okay so I'm okay with that part of me now, but I can see it. So when something happens again, it took me a while and I haven't done it in ages actually, but when I used to do it, it did take me a while to come out of. So I'm not going to say this is going to be overnight, but again, it's just bringing the unconscious to the conscious. 
Ah, so victim, all my victim girls, if you're feeling really seen and heard and uh, like witness right now, honor yourself on that. It is okay. It is fine. I love you still. Everyone loves you still, but just bringing that awareness to you. Now let's chat about the persecutor. So this is point two in the triangle. The first thing that comes into mind, like when I think about the persecutor is it's that one person like we've all worked with who did the wrong thing and just couldn't take responsibility. So they like playing, they play the blame game, like blaming every fucking Tom, Dick and Harry because God forbid they take responsibility for the actions. Like hands up if we have that person at work. I did. Oh, they were just always like, I can't feel the pain. Like blame, 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 blame. Anyway. Yeah. Persecutors. They blame the victim for just about anything. They get off for, they like, they get off, literally get off from making the victim feel oppressed. And they will often do anything they can to not be the victim and to not be in the victim state themselves. So persecutors are very quick to blame, uh, to point the fingers, but will not offer any sort of resolution to fix it. And they don't feel the need to help others at all because they are so fixated on punishing the victim to hide their own insecurities. So some example phrases of like a persecutor, they might use like, if only you would have done that thing I told you, I would have not been delayed if you kept your commitments, I did not expect this from you, I should have known better, I should have trusted you, or sorry, I should have never trusted you. And if these, like, it's like the pl- the blame, how I feel like the persecutor, it's like they can't even have any emotion on them. It's just like, as soon as it hits them, they rebound it, like, brrr, they can't sit with that. So again, if you know anyone, or if this is you, bringing it to the awareness, being okay with it, loving it, nurturing it, it's all fine. It's just becoming aware from these things. And last but not least is our rescuer role. So to paint a picture, let's acknowledge that we like, uh, we all have that one friend who is like constantly dishing out good advice, but like she can't take it for herself. (laughs) Do we all have that one friend? I don't know. Uh, But the rescuer actually feeds off others staying in the victim role. They feel that they have a sense of purpose when they're helping others. And not saying that helping others is wrong, but rescuers helping others, they help others before they help themselves. So they're the the fawning, the people-pleasing people out in the world. And they give from an empty cup and refuse to fill up their own cup first. And like, yeah, they really find their sense of self from helping others whilst abandoning their own needs. They don't have boundaries. They don't feel like they don't fill up their own cup first. And quite often they do this because they don't know any better. Like possibly they grew up in in a household where their primary caregivers were sick or unable to attend their needs as a child. So they've become the rescuer role in a sense of like as a sense of purpose from a young age and don't know themselves without this role, right? And although the rescuers do try to help the victim, all they really end up doing is keeping the victim in their current state, like which doesn't help anyone. And they believe the longer that person needs them, uh, they will have a purpose, right? Like as long as you need me, as long as I'm giving you everything, I will feel fulfilled. And which is like, 
not great because then they never know themselves fully. They're never being with themselves, loving themselves, nurturing themselves. Like they don't even feel themselves in their own fucking body. So here are some phrases um, that might help you identify or if you or anyone else is living in the rescuer uh, archetype in the drama triangle. And they are like, I agree with you. I think so too. Yes, you're right. Let me help you. And I think at some point, like all of us have been a bit of the rescuer, definitely if we're mums as well. But just because, yeah, I think it's fine to help people, but you want to make sure your, your, your cup is full first. Like I, I love the how on aeroplanes they make you put the uh, put your own mask on before you help the children I think that philosophy should go everywhere in life because it's really really important that we help ourselves so I would just allow you to take some time to see where you sit on the drama triangle if you are on it where your friends family lovers stay on the drama triangle if there's certain instances in your life where maybe Um, you feel safer in as well and just bringing awareness to these points again they're all perfect they're all divine nothing at all is wrong with you but we just want to bring awareness to these points to these points in our life um yeah anyways today's little short little episode 20 minutes i hope you enjoyed it it's just like a short snappy here's all the information then go out in the world and decipher it for yourself no kidding but let me know if you enjoyed today's episode. I wanted to remind you as well that uh, Devotion is open. So Devotion is my membership. It's incredible. We do like so many beautiful embodiment practices in there, healing, hypnosis, reprogramming, masterclasses. I get special guests on there as well. And uh, we do Goddess Connection Circles where we all come together and just uh, share what's in our minds, what's present within our lives. And also you can receive coaching from myself if that's available or something that you desire. That is open only for a little bit longer um, until the middle of February. So let me know. Uh, if you wanted to join that, all the information is below. And also, beautiful souls, I have a few more spots open for my one-on-one container. Just, just us together. Oh, I'm just so excited. I will leave a link below of my live I did uh, explaining all about my protocol and how I serve women today in my work. So if you feel really called to learn more, let me know, but sending you so much love. Thank you for listening. I love all my podcast listeners so much. Thank you for like being with me during this change as well. Like I don't really have like a stable home or place. I'm just sort of like being a bit of a nomad at the moment before we move over uh, to Canada in a few weeks, but yeah, exciting times ahead. Anywho, sending you all so much love and I will speak to you soon. Bye.